Oh wait, no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I am your host, Joseph, and it is here on this very podcast where each and every usually Thursday, but today we're talking about the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation. And usually I have the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson. But today I have none other than the insipid ghost himself, Mr. Luke Lore, how are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. So many great things to talk about. Thank you for having yeah. me on the show, man. Thank you for coming in. So we're recording what? We're recording on Tuesday mm-hmm. uh, because the state of play just dropped. Mm-hmm. So usually we record on Wednesday. We come out on Thursday, but today we're recording on Tuesday, coming out on Wednesday. So with that, we got a ton of news. Oh, yeah. We're talking about the state of play. We're talking about PlayStation making MLB the show for possibly Xbox and Nintendo Switch. We're talking about Final Fantasy's remake exclusivity time window. Mm-hmm. We're talking about so much stuff. But before we get into that, sir, like we do each and every week, Luke, where are you from and what have you been playing? Well, I host a podcast called the Xbox Expansion Pass, which I would love for your people to check out if they have the time. Uh, but mm-hmm. lately, I've been playing a lot of Halo Reach with you as they just brought it into 4K and on the Master Chief Collection. Uh, wrapping up Darksiders, and then a few weeks ago, I 1K'd Jedi Fallen Order, good sir, and what a game that is to talk about ahead of game of the year. Oh, wait, it's not oh there. Is that it? Oh, <laughs> snap. Oh, it's such a great game. So, so I, it, this is the, the best week to bring you in, mm-hmm. because there is so many stories, like, it, we're not even just talking about the show going multi-platform, but, like, PS4 crossplay in Minecraft. Mm-hmm. So it's really awesome to bring you in, the Xbox guy, get your mindset on the situation, and then me, the PlayStation guy, coming in to get the PlayStation perspective. So this is going to be a really great show. I'm excited. It's going to be fantastic. And yeah, we've been playing Reach a little bit because it's it's on, what is it, Game Pass? <laughs> yeah, it's on that there, Game yeah. Pass. It's on Steam. It, it's the last Halo like I truly played and got into before I left. Mm-hmm. To join the PlayStation side, the dark side, man. And ever since, I've been loving it. You know. Mm-hmm. So how have you been loving it? How how are you enjoying your time with it? I'm having a, I'm having a great time with it. I think they did a great job at, at bringing it into the modern era. It's got the control schemes of old, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, once you kind of fiddle around with it, there's plenty of settings and and controller options to make it modern. But I think as much as I'm loving it and having a great time with it. What I love most about it is seeing people excited for Halo again because it, it's it's a, a name or it's a namesake and a very powerful brand for the Xbox platform and for gamers. But then also to find that it's selling over a million, almost two million on Steam, you know, getting your games onto a new platform for new or, or more gamers to experience something that PlayStation is now kind of putting its toe into the water of once again. Uh, that's really exciting. So it's been kind of a nice flagship to have in a December that I thought was going to be pretty quiet, all things considered. Yeah, it's it is weird, and I do love to see Microsoft starting to get that love from gamers again because mm-hmm. it's been a hot minute, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. I like again for me, it brings back the nostalgia of like when I was when I was a teenager. I think yeah, I was I was I think like eighteen when that game came out, and just so. That was like one of the last games I was playing with all my buddies, with all my friends. And then for the PlayStation, it's been a rather single player story driven experience for me. So coming into Reach again, oh my God. Yeah, man. Like it's, 
it's hitting me in the nostalgia really well. And it's awesome to, yeah, sometimes just take a break from my PlayStation and give the Xbox some love as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Other than that, for me, I've been just doing nothing but studying. I think last time we talked on the show, I platinumed Jedi uh, Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we de- yeah, I definitely did. And now I'm I'm in that lull where it's just like, okay, odds of the next game, but what does that actually look like? Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. And so right now I'm kind of, I'm in between, do I dive into The Witcher or do I dive back into or try to dive back into persona. Mm. That's what I'm I'm at cuz like those are two big experiences. Or... Those are two really Ex- big experiences. And I'm figuring, yeah, that's a great time for me after this week I'm done with school, I can just sit down, have a nice Christmas break for myself and just like experience a game. You know, like truly experience it. So Right. I have both of them lined up on my PlayStation. I just don't know which to play, but you know what? You know what I do know? What do you know, what do you know, good sir? <laughs> Tell me the things that you know. We got a lot of news this week. Oh man, do so, we? Do we? Yeah. So not a lot of what we've been playing, Mm-mm. but a hell of a lot of juicy news. And again, it starts with the Sony State of Play. Everything that was announced earlier this morning as of we're recording, mm-hmm. um this comes straight from Natalie. I'm Natalie. I'm going to screw up your last name. I'm so sorry. D Graffenreed. The graph and read. Oh, that's good. I think I got it. Yeah, sure. From Kotaku. So the first game that gets revealed during the state of play is the Untitled Goose Game. This came out, what is it, this September with The Legend of Zelda uh, Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. The same day, and it was able to, on the Nintendo Switch, not just like carve a niche out for itself, but literally, it's a meme on the internet. Absolutely. And so, what were your first thoughts as as a gamer watching the state of play? Or even before we even talk about the first game, what are your expectations walking into the state of play? That's even better yet. Oh, so, so to think of expectations prior to seeing it, I was just very, very curious. Because it's such mm-hmm. an odd set of timing for them to drop a state of play two days ahead of the game awards after not being at E3 and being fairly quiet. No PSX this year. We know PlayStation 5 is on the horizon. We, we expect kind of a February-esque announcement where Mark Cerny gets up there with his brilliant, beautiful self and talks to us about controllers and the like. Yeah. So, like, what what could state of play be? And unfortunately, a lot of that news was leaked, and so that kind of destroyed some of the mystery in the air. But I, I truly had no idea what to expect. I didn't know if they were going to tell me about when the next PS5 announcements would be, if they talk about Ghost once again, or if it would just be an all, all indie cast. And the truth is, we kind of got a little bit of everything in it. Yeah. Yeah. For me, um, seeing the night before MLB The Show getting the multi-plat treatment, um, seeing, you know, the rumors, like with the rumors feeding of, Oh, Horizon Zero Dawn is going to get a PC release. Mm-hmm. And then seeing PlayStation going, oh, yeah, and we're going to talk about some PlayStation like experiences or whatever in that tweet. I was just like, oh, I think we're going to see a lot of games coming to PC. I think that's what this means. And as a PlayStation fan, I'm really excited to see PlayStation hit an ecosystem. It hasn't technically been 
in a really long time. Like the last time I can think of them truly hitting both PC and console is like EverQuest. Well, you know, let's. So if, if we're gonna put the state of play on pause ahead of state of play, yeah. we did find out about the Minecraft uh, Bedrock kind of edition coming to PlayStation Four, which means that for any listener that's unsure. That means that that gamers on PlayStation 4 can now play in a unified version with gamers on Switch, gamers on yep. uh, Xbox, Xbox, PC. Like there's a there's a a, a trailer and a, a commercial for this that PlayStation was running, showing Nintendo Switches, showing Xbox controllers alongside PlayStation. To have that news right next to the MLB news, pretty yeah. fascinating time to be to be a multi-platform console gamer or just an exclusive gamer. Yeah, I mean, it just means that, hey, I can play with my Xbox friends Mm -hmm. or my friend that uh, unfortunately owns an Xbox, you know what I mean? (laughs) It's what we do with Call of Duty. Sure. You know, you're on your Xbox, I'm on my PlayStation. So, yeah, like, I don't know what to expect in this state of play, and I think with that air of mystery, Mm -hmm. um, I was really excited. And I think, hindsight 2020, I was way too excited for this. Mm -hmm. Because, yes, like, the big news is going to be the PlayStation 5. And, yes, even, like, before um, before this week, I was like, they're definitely going to announce the announcement of the PlayStation sure. 5. Like, at least give us, like, a window when we can expect it. Mm-hmm. But they even said it straight out. Don't expect any PlayStation 5 info. They still expected it. So it's really my fault why I was so salty the first time around watching the state of play. Because walking out of it, like, my my impression walking out of it was... Yikes! This was this was really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but hindsight, we'll, we'll we'll just start getting into it. The first game we see is Untitled Goose Game, mm-hmm. and immediately I was just like, "Well, I'm buying this." Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> this this game, I hear nothing but really great things about. It's sure to be an easy plat. I think it's like fifteen twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely in. Like I'm in for a stupid silly game, and it's coming out December seventeenth. So it's only coming out in a few days. Mm-hmm. I'm in. And and that's what you alluded to at the beginning of, of the show is that, you know, this came out alongside Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening and yeah. managed to gain quite an audience on the Switch. It became a meme. People outside of the Nintendo platform knew what it was. And yep. for PlayStation and then kind of on the DL, we find out that it's coming to Xbox as well. For, for PlayStation gamers to see that kind of in the opening is a strong, if not unexpected. I mean, it was a bit unexpected to see that kind of opening state of play, but it did set a tone for better or worse. Yeah, and I I really I really did like how that was the opening, and you know what type of game this is by just the opening few just seconds. It was just like okay, this is cute. This is nice that they're opening up with this, and yeah, it really does tell you how this sh- how this show is going to roll out. But the one thing too, uh, which our friend MC Mixer over at my Xbox and me, he did a reaction. He's a huge Resident Evil fan. Mm-hmm. And he freaked out within the first second. Because when the light blinks, apparently it's one of the menus from uh, for Resident Evil 3. Mm-hmm. And that's his favorite. So like, people got something. This, this, this state of play really relied on Resident Evil 3 for that surprise. It sadly wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so like, off the gate... It was off to a good start, and then we see a game called Spellbreak, a new Battle Royale game combined uh, with role-playing and magical combat from Prolariat, Mm -hmm. and is starting a closed beta. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is coming out, I think, late spring 2020. Mm -hmm. Now, you and I both played no, not Paladins. Paladins and Realm Royale. You're thinking of Realm, is what you're thinking of. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, when you saw Spellbreak, 
another battle royale game, mm-hmm. kind of caught in between the art style of of uh, of Realm Royale. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts? Because for me, I was just like, "Ah, oh, it's another battle royale game. I'm good." In the moment, I was pretty subdued. I went back and watched mm-hmm. it. It's odd because I saw frame rate issues, and I thought that was on my end. I went back. It does look like there are frame rate issues, which was strange. Really? Um, but in looking at it, the art style does echo of Realm of World of Warcraft. I even got Gravity Rush vibes, which I thought was kind of mm-hmm. neat. Say for, yeah. say that for what you will. Um, I love Gravity Rush. It's because of the cell shade in this. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And some of the lighting effects along with the, the way they were, they were uh, floating. But I don't know that I do need another Battle Royale. I've had Apex. I've played Realm. I've played uh, or seen, rather, Fortnite. I've seen a number of others. I've, I, I don't know that I need this. I don't know that anyone was asking for yet another in a crowded now crowded genre. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, you know, we'll see. And a crowded genre where you need so many people in a lobby. Mm-hmm. And when I saw the IGN, like IGN put up a video of the trailer, there's only 7,000 views on that. I'm like, Ugh, that's not a, that's not the best sign as like a, you know, the social media marketer in my head is just like, that's not a, it's not a great sign for that game. It looks beautiful. It looks like it would be right up my alley. You know, y'all hear how I love World of Warcraft. That's my true nerd passion. Mm-hmm. But like, man, those days are dead and gone. And so is kind of Battle Royale for me. It's just kind of, <laughs> dead and gone mm-hmm. so yeah uh the next game is paper beasts this is a really weird game uh it's a vr sandbox game where you explore an ecosystem full of strange beasts and it's coming out the first quarter of 2020 um okay so when i first saw this paper beasts these beasts that you see on screen look like origami figures for the most part, in what is literally a sandbox. And it looks like you're solving environmental puzzles Mm -hmm. to get these beasts from one area to the next in VR. Uh, You're not a VR guy. Not at the moment, no. This doesn't scratch the itch, I assume. Not not even a little, no. I enjoy <laughs> the, the aesthetic. It's it's fascinating. It's a little creepy, and yet it does yeah. look beautiful. This, I think, is right up those who purchased PSVR and are looking for something to, to delve, dive into. It's right up their alley, but it didn't want me to, to enter the world of VR. Mm. Uh, this, uh, listen, as a person that loves VR... I, I want I li- I really do PSVR has opened me up to like I want all the headsets one day mm-hmm. like that's how in I am I want to support this medium this didn't do anything for me it actually did the opposite because of the sound the beast makes mm. it's like this reverse ASMR that I get from it yeah <laughs> like when they step it doesn't sound like sound like like a like a footstep it sounds like and it's giving me the creeps mm-hmm. it just feels like two pieces of paper just rubbing against each other and it's like nails on the chalkboard with me i i couldn't do it so like halfway through i, I actually had to like take my headphones off i was just like nah it's, it's giving me it's skeeving me out too much i'm out um next we have and this is gonna be divisive sir mm-hmm. uh dreams will be available on the playstation 4 on february 14th 2020 now, you're a guy who's like, listen, Dreams is not it. Mm-hmm. What did you feel about this trailer, though? trailer was great. It showed us a lot of stuff that uh, Sony doesn't seem willing to make themselves in some ways. Dream- Dreams is a confusing conundrum because I think it's, it's much ado about something very few people care about. I don't think people are in on Dreams. Whether that's that, I don't think that's a good thing. Dreams looks incredible, but I don't have an right. artistic bone in my body, and so it, I'm automatically excluded from, from a lot of the experience. 
right. and as people are creating this, I, I wonder how they'll bring visibility and marketing to it. I know they're doing an award show at some point, but this trailer, yep. it was great. It looked good. Didn't sell me on Dreams. Dreams is a hard sell on, on me in general. I don't know that Dreams is going to do well. It's a hard Yeah, I think it is a hard sell in general. Um, I don't... I don't dismiss this game because of that though like for me i look at that trailer i love the trailer it got me in because that trailer is like 90 percent of that is community made stuff Mm -hmm. and so like you saw an awesome like frogger action platformer 2d game Mm -hmm. you literally saw someone remade or wipe out in the game that was cool you saw a puzzle game like and the trailer was so fast and fluid and it was all made in dreams and i think the cool thing about this trailer was them going hey this is for the creators Mm -hmm. this is for the explorers this is for the high score people this is for everyone Mm -hmm. and i think if they stick to that message and if they have an actual marketing team to this thing i think it's going to sell well for what dreams needs to sell Mm -hmm. because i think they have a very i mean i know they have a very dedicated loving community and i I I I I love dreams just looking at it. So I can't wait to purchase it down the road February 14th, that's for sure. But mm-hmm. again, I'm not I'm not a type of guy that is like a builder as well, but I do want to play these creations real bad. Yeah. You know. At least it was it was a very good trailer for for what it was. Yeah, it was really good. I think it was one of for me it was the highlight. Uh one of the highlights mm-hmm. of this whole presentation. Uh next up, and this is where it's kind of off. I forgot where this was, but uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC expansion, uh, Remind, which is like R-E and then Mind. Mm, uh, clever. <laughs> I don't know. I Listen, it's Kingdom Hearts. I don't know anything about this. But it's coming out with new characters and battles January 23rd, 2020. Everybody's really excited because you get to play as Kyrie. I think that's her name. Uh, and it's for 30 bucks. Jesus. That's and, like, I didn't see Mickey Mouse. That's an expensive that's... expansion, but it is exclusive for a year. Is that correct? I, I think it's exclusive for a month. A month. Oh, okay. A month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, PlayStation folks get it in January. I think Xbox folks get it late February or early March. Okay. So, yeah, there is some exclusivity here. Now, Luke, I have a question for you. Sure. Because... A Kingdom Hearts, if I'm not mistaken, it's coming to Game Pass, right? I believe so. I believe so. I can look that up. Do you have talking. any, any like, any passion to go and try it out? Uh, me personally, no. And I think that yeah. that the Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts three was very much for its fans, and it really did not. Mm-hmm. I, don't th- I don't think it brought in a lot of new fans. I think that'd be a fair statement to make. But for those who are unaware, Xbox has done a very big and heavy push in recent months of bringing in the Japanese market. They had an entire XO19 event where they talked about bringing games like Kingdom Hearts, like Final Fantasy, like Yakuza to Game Pass. And Mm -hmm. so as they they are pushing that, it surprised me to see this DLC kind of being announced over here. Let me rephrase that. It's not surprising to see it on a PlayStation uh, floor, floor, I suppose is the right way to put it. But it did seem odd that they were going to have an exclusive window there. Uh, That Mm -hmm. said, it's yeah February 25th for Xbox One. You were correct. It was about a month or so. Um, So... My question here for you, because you're the Xbox guy, now we get to have a real deep, deep convo about this. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing like the move for Yakuza, seeing the move to get Kingdom Hearts on the Xbox, 
do you think that's going to reward Microsoft? Like, do you think that's going to tear people away from their PlayStation? Do you think it's going to, like, do damage to the Japanese marketplace? Like, what do you think the effect of of getting Japanese games on on that brand? Like, I don't think you have. I don't think a lot of you were running out and buying a PlayStation to play Yakuza. I think yeah. instead it was one of those incredible incentives for having a. a the PlayStation in general, or just having a system in general. I think it weakens the argument of, of fanboyism because you can now access things in more places. But what it also does, it, it allows those who are curious to step outside of their normal bounds and check out you know, new games, new uh, genres. And I think it's, it's removing physical barriers from people. It's a long game, not a short game. And I think that's the end goal. For me, it's definitely, we're not here to take the Japanese audience. I think that is just cemented. That's a PlayStation market. I do think it is what you're saying. It's trying to peel the North American, the European audiences that do enjoy those games and maybe lean on PlayStation because of those games. Mm -hmm. And maybe, yeah, by putting them onto your ecosystem, maybe that kind of levels out the playing field for Xbox a little bit. Mm -hmm. But it's, yeah, it is interesting to see though, yeah, Square's still making the deal going, hey, one month early on PlayStation, it's it's still a big it's still a big leap. And even with Kingdom Hearts, how it sold, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it it makes sense why it's on its Sony stage. Mm-hmm. Um next game we got Super Liminal mm-hmm. Iminal. I can't pronounce this game. Super Liminal. Okay, I did it well. Right. You were great. A perspective and physics-based puzzle game where you move through dreamlike landscapes and it's coming uh, onto the PlayStation 4 on an undisclosed date. This looked dope. This looked like Portal meets The Shining and I am all in on it. Mm-hmm. It's, one, it's one of those games that messes with your mind. It's, it's one of those where I encourage anybody to go check out a YouTube video because they, they mess with perspectives in a way that like you'll move your hand and suddenly you're in the foreground or in the background. You'll manipulate yeah. objects and not, you'll not be sure of the depth of the world. It's a, it's a fun visual puzzle game. Absolutely yeah. worth, worth checking out. Great soundtrack I, honest, too, buddy. I'll tell you that. Yeah, dude, it, 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 it got me. I'm like, I'm going to stream this game. People are going to see my mind get blown. Because all of a sudden, you pick a PlayStation 4 controller up from a pedestal, drop it on the ground, and then it's twice its size. Then you point it at a wall, and then it's the size of the room. Like, it it, it blew my mind. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'm I'm pumped for this game. I'm excited that it was on here, because I wouldn't have known otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, next, we got the Predator game. That's coming out April 24th. We found out that we could play as more than just one Predator. Mm-hmm. How did you like this trailer? Because I know you were just, like, before, I think you were, eh. But are you now on the mess side? Are you on board? Or is this a heavy out for you? So confusing. I'm Predator's awesome. I love Predator. I love Predator Still. lore. I think, I think some of the movies are really good. I think the character is just super cool. I will absolutely be playing this Predator game, probably with you, for about a month, and then you and I are gonna forget it because four four v one games just I don't I don't know the audience for them. I don't know that it mainstays. Maybe it's because Evolve destroyed it, or it's just not there. Mm-hmm. But we see, you know, we're gonna talk about Resident Evil Resistance in a bit. I, I don't yeah. know. I worry for this game because I want Predator, who's so cool, to have a cool game. I honestly think this should have been the first trailer they showed off. Mm-hmm. Instead of we, because we had it, it gave us so much SOCOM vibes, but not in a good way. Mm. Where like it, it, 
it was fine shooting. It wasn't great shooting, right? Mm -hmm. And where now we see how these predators work and how they fight. And it looked really interesting. Like, you have, like, a close-up predator that's all about ripping skulls. Mm -hmm. You have a gadget predator. Then you have, like, the bow, like, the huntress Mm -hmm. type of predator. Like, that had me on board where I'm just like, this is definitely a day one buy for me. Which is also funny to say, it is cross-play with PlayStation and PC. It's going to have a cross uh, launch. So still published by Sony, going on multiple platforms. I would hope that they get, I apologize for interrupting, but I hope they would get an AI method where you can just four-player co-op against an AI. If you think about how how much we enjoy World War Z or some of those games where you're moving through levels, now it'd be different because you're not fighting hordes, but the idea that you're trying to fend off a predator as you go through, that's a really cool idea. I just hope that the player base is there. To maintain, like, the population. That is... And I think that's why it's also coming out on PC. Because mm-hmm. I think they know that this is a very niche title from, you know, a community that is very small but very hardcore, very dedicated. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Ilphonic. It's people that made Friday the 13th. So you know they can make a good multiplayer game. Hopefully they have the funding, the backing mm-hmm. to make this thing not as rough as it was on uh, the the Friday the 13th launch. So again, I, yeah, I think it's exactly what you said, dude. It's a I'm going to play this for a month game, maybe forget about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nonetheless, it's just it's 4 days after Cyberpunk. That's my only thing. Ooh, is, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh next we saw Babylon's Fall. This is from Square Enix and Platinum Games. This is new footage, an action game that m- mixes medieval slash fantasy setting with a sci-fi feel for combat. Um I think uh the most famous Seamus I've ever met in my entire life said this on the Discord is that it gave him and it gave me the same exact feels of a Devil May Cry or Bayonetta like uh, fighting with like the Dark Souls esque atmosphere. It looked cool. It looked interesting. What were your thoughts on this one? It does look super cool. Super excited for Babylon's Fall. I think it's super. Uh, it does get you get those vibes of Devil May Cry. You get the vibes of of the higher tier platinum titles, which yeah. is compelling and exciting. It was also teased roughly two years ago in some some stills, I believe. And then we yeah. say we read that or that we would not find out about it until this coming summer. So it makes you wonder: Is this a PS4? Is this PS5? That's what I was thinking. Is this the first PlayStation Five game we're looking at? Yeah, and and they would never tell us now. But yeah. I want to know how far out in into the future we'll be playing this game if they're not going to talk about it again until summer. Yeah, and, and yeah. does that mean that we're going to see them at Sony at E3 as well? That's a that, see, and here's the thing: we haven't heard any announcements from uh, like E3 or Sony or Nintendo or X, like none of them. Mm-hmm. Like it, it is kind of all hush hush. Like last year, we we heard everybody going, "No, we're going to stay at E3." No, we're going to E3. Like mm-hmm. everybody's kind of you know zip lid on this. I, 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 I'm at two minds of this. I do think they're at E3 this year. Mm-hmm. And I think it would it would be a benefit if they were because I think Sony could own that conversation or help uh, kind of alleviate the dominance that Xbox would have if they're the only if they're the only person there with new hardware, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So yeah, Babylon's Five looks interesting. Don't know much about it, but cool. That's all. It wasn't to me. It wasn't a hit. It wasn't a miss either. Then we get Resident Evil 3 Remake. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, boy. 
Let me do it in the movie voice. Nemesis returns to terrorize Resident Evil fans all over again. During this morning's State of Play presentation, Capcom confirmed the rumor a Resident Evil 3 remake is coming to the PlayStation 4 on April 20th. What? That's quick. That has to be. That has to be. That has to be in this type. Because if we're doing April 20th, that's Cyberpunk. So I need to make sure that Kotaku got that right, because I was pretty sure it's the beginning of April. What is fascinating about that is uh, it was kind of funny. It's Imran Khan that was talking about how this does seem like a quick turnaround from announcement to release, if that is indeed true. And what is so fascinating is that Resident Evil 2 Remake and Resident Evil 3 Remake were a project that were working almost simultaneously. And so they're several years into development on it, which is exciting because that Resident Evil 2 Remake was really good. And I wasn't high on it at first. And then kind of as time moved on, I was pretty stoked for it. I really look back on that experience very fondly. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay. Kotaku's got this wrong. It's not April 20th. It is April 3rd. Okay. That's what I, that's what I thought. So same April 3rd. And now I'm going to continue talking bundled together for the four versus one resident evil resistance multiplayer game bundled with resident evil three remake. So the cool thing is how this opened. And again, if this was, if this was never leaked, this state of play would have been fucking bonkers Mm -hmm. because it starts with resident evil resistance. And then it just closes into resident evil three. That was super, super cool. And even just talk about it. I got chills a little bit. Um, so yeah, this is we were talking about this I think a week or two ago, and I was I, I made the bet with Kyle. Now he has to pay me money. We didn't put money on the table, but now he has to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I was just like it, I think it'd be a good idea for Capcom to bundle these two things together so that they have a player base with resistance, and it doesn't just seem like a cash grab, a money grab like Raccoon City was. Mm-hmm. I'm with you here. Remembering Resident Evil Two, I look back on it, and it is one of my favorite most fond memories of this year mm-hmm. i think i i truly think it's one of the best experiences that's why it's on our, our game of the year contenders list that you can vote on right here link in the descri- description you have literally a week left mm-hmm. no excuses okay all right don't give me death threats if death stranding wins all right that was on you you shouldn't you better um but <laughs> but yeah like i'm i'm totally on board with this so much so that they announced a GameStop exclusive limited edition. Exclusive. Uh, exclusive. With a Joe Valentine statue. And I'm like, I'm in. This is it. This is mine. Like, <laughs> like I pre-ordered it. I, I, I'm a slut for steel books. I love it. I'm in. Now, and now you, what you were saying earlier, too, is it looks like this game was in development alongside RE2. Mm-hmm. They were going to be bundled together. And so seeing that it's separate... I don't know, man. This gets me really pumped. I, like same, same. Because Resident Evil Three, I I could not do Resident Evil back on the original PlayStation. As much as I love that system and I love that aesthetic, the tank controls never worked for me. And so by Resident Evil Three, I was out. But I love the idea of Nemesis. It's a super cool thing. You get a taste of it with Mister X in, in Resident Evil Two, and I'm super excited by. Playing through a game where Nemesis is stalking me and what that means. So I'll get to experience this story. And I never really got to do that way back in the day. So I'm stoked for that. And the the trailer was odd, though, because I found it confusing after watching it multiple times still. Is it first person? Is it third person? Which one's which? And and that was the the tough part of the trailer. Uh, 
to figure out. Yeah, because Resident Evil 7, first person, mm-hmm. I love Resident Evil 7. Same. But first person, this trailer was a little weird too, because it was first person in the beginning, but it was, I think it was there to psych you out, like with the Resident Evil 2 right. teaser mm-hmm. uh, with the rat. So I just didn't like it because in the beginning it was just hard to see things. Mm-hmm. And when Nemesis, or not Nemesis, sorry, when uh, Mr. X is pops down from the floor, mm-hmm. I didn't get scared because I was just like, it's just so hard to see. Right. So I, I wasn't alarmed by it. But it it does interest me. As a new fan of Resident Evil, mm-hmm. dude, I am so in. I am so in. At the same exact time, EA, come on, man. Remake Dead, Dead Space. Well, what they, do I have to do? They do have a new focus on remasters. I bet you get one in the first two years of your PlayStation 5. I'd pu- I would put a money bet on that one right I, now. Let, let me tell you, if that's true... Just kidding, guys. Gambling I'll is try. wrong. <laughs> I'll drive over to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I'll push Mrs. Laura out of the way. I'll give you the biggest smooch of your life. You know darn well you would you. not push my wife out of the way. You would give her a big old hug. She loves you. Nah, right? I'd be like, Hillary, get out of here. Just smush your face. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> She'd be like, oh, hey, Joe. I'm like, no, get out of here. Oh, she talks like your mother. I hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? I made cookies. Oh, my goodness. Um. But yeah, this is awesome. This was the high point for me. And then we got Sucker Punch's Ghost of Tsushima. Oh my god. Okay, now hold on. 45 seconds. Before you talk to me about this, I want you to tell me why you were excited about this trailer versus previous coverage of Ghosts. Uh, Which, by the way, I consistently say Ghost. It's Ghost singular mm-hmm. of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. Why were you excited for this trailer versus some of the other stuff we've seen? Because I wasn't overly thrilled by this trailer versus others. I'm just excited because it's Ghost of Tsushima. I was excited for this trailer because it meant that we were probably getting at least a release window mm-hmm. or a release date. And That's what I was excited for. <laughs> How'd that work see- out? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And this is where the bad bit rant will come in. Because the trailer is beautiful. Like, every, like oh, dude. Oh, goodness, yes. Fuck. It is f- gorgeous. And, like, you see the mongrels all chilling out. Mm-hmm. And Kyle's not here to stop me from doing the voice. But I have to remind you, Luke, you have a mortgage to pay, so I can't do it. But, like, they're all chilling. And they're just like... Samurai, and then he turns, and you see your character. I'm just gonna call him Lou Dobbs, and like <laughs> Lou Dobbs is there, and he looks dope. Like my character looks, I'm assuming he, that's who he is, looks insane, mm-hmm. awesome. And I'm not like a samurai guy he, whatsoever. He throws down the fire effect that is purely sucker punch. When you look back to Infamous Second Son, he throws down that yep. fire and smoldering effect, and that immediately got me excited because I have a hard time distinguishing. Ghost of Tsushima from Sekiro because of their announcement times. And so I have a hard time separating them. But once that moment kicked in, it was incredible. Loved it. As an Xbox fan, I'm not even going to get to the point where it says to be continued. It says to be continued. (laughs) As an Xbox fan, you, you say to me all the time, your favorite PlayStation exclusive is Infamous Second Son. You love the Infamous series. I really do, yeah. Will this get you... To brush off the PlayStation and give this a go, buy it at launch. Yes, uh, it, it mm-hmm. will, and I'll tell you it, the truth is I, I play a lot of the PS exclusives. I loved, loved Spider Man. 
I, I, I really enjoy like the hero s aspect, and I'm getting a lot of good vibes. Plus, it's Sucker Bunch, who did do the Infamous games, and I, I do love Infamous Second Son. So, absolutely, yes, it's exciting. I'm really st- stoked to watch the Game Awards to find out more about it. I really hope mm. this is a PlayStation 4 game that is in the near future, but I don't know how they'll time it with Last of Us, because Last of Us bumped it out. Yeah. I'm curious how they'll approach that with Next Gen, also with their newfound you know PC love. Was this a game that might be available on PS Now or via PC remote play or something like that down the line. I don't know. And yeah. I have a lot of questions about that. But to answer <laughs> your simple question, yes, this game is gorgeous, beautiful. This is a must play. Here's here's where I get. I This is why I was just like, in the beginning, I was just like, I, I hated this state of play. Because it ended with to be continued at the Game Awards. And then the Game Awards goes, uh, tweets out, yeah, it will be the longest trailer that they will be showing off at the Game Awards. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, well, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, why do that? You have me here. It felt like... This is a PlayStation show. It felt like this. there were a couple things out of order in this state of play. And we got the Ghost of Tsushima to close out close out this, this direct. Um, yeah. You know, we got... The, the, after the wonderful homage from Ken Kutaragi, who talked about... 25 years of PlayStation. He's a very sweet man, the father of PlayStation, talking. That was a lovely moment. And Ghost felt out of place. And I have to wonder if the leaks hadn't happened, would we have ended on Ghosts at all? Like, did that need to be there in State of Play? I think it needed to be in there. Do you think so? I think Sucker Punch is, yeah, it's a staple of the PlayStation brand, at least a newfound staple of their brand. I think they needed to be in there. That's a hard-hitting exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um to me, that's why I was let down. I w- at least give me the release date, but whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be the biggest sour puss. At the end of the day, you know, we still don't know theoretically what the gameplay is going to look like, though the first trailer we got some. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just in. The game looks freaking cool. At the end of the day, though, Luke, this has been some intense coverage of the state of play. Sure. Rounding it all up with a bow, what was your high high? What was your low low? And... Was it as rough as we thought it was when we first saw it? Hindsight 2020. The the high was Resident Evil by far, easily. The highs have to be Resident Evil, whether it leaked or not, certainly so. Was it a good state of play? I think in a different week, the answer is yes. But when you come um, a month away from XO19 on the Xbox side where they just had trailer after trailer after trailer of games that are available in the Game Pass in their ecosystem right away, they're getting all the Japanese stuff coming in right away, and then... Mm-hmm. State of Play is meshed in there on the same day as the Nintendo Direct and the same day as, I'm sorry, as the, the Nintendo announcement. Indie show. World or whatever? Yes, thank you yeah. very much. Uh, along with Game Awards two days, you know, after. It, it's just so strangely timed. I yeah. really did dig the Kenny Kudaragi talk, though. I really love the father of PlayStation talking because what great memories. We talked about him last, or you talked about him last week on your show. Yeah. I wrote in with some of my favorite PlayStation ones. It That was a wonderful, sweet moment, but as far as shows i didn't think it did what it needed to but i think a lot of that it was victim of its own timing yeah i think it's a victim of its own timing and victim of its own leaks Mm -hmm. like if if kingdom hearts didn't get leaked out by accident um this would have been this would have been huge right resident evil didn't get leaked this would have been freaking huge for most people um and and i think with those two things in mind uh i think this would have been a fantastic direct or see, see we and look at what sure. we just did there. A, a, a fantastic state of play, mm-hmm. and and I was saying to you earlier, and I'll say here on the on the 
on the podcast is that I come out of here going, I'm going to buy Goose Game. I'm going to buy uh, Dreams somewhere down the road. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy su- uh, Super Liminal, blah, blah, blah. I can't pronounce your name. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to buy Predator. going to buy Resident Evil. going to buy Sucker Punches Goes to Tsushima. So, like, I'm buying a lot of these games. Mm-hmm. So, I think what we had was good. Mm-hmm. It was just the presentation was all off and we did get some comments in um this comes from the most famous Seamus i've ever met in my entire life and i'm sorry if i'm coughing i'm gonna be sick i'm so sorry whatever uh, i am sick um overall he enjoyed it uh it had games that he liked the only thing he didn't care for was the kind of, oh, it's kind of funny. the kingdom hearts 3 remind but uh, i don't know the state of play still feels like it's missing Something I don't know what though. Maybe we need a real person, or maybe even uh, a known name of an announcer for State of Play. And I think this is a this is a good point here. Um, add a bit of a personal touch to it. What do you think? Do you do you also do you also have that in mind? Like we just have this disembodied voice. Do you think there needs to be a host there as well? Like taking a break and we see like shoe talking. You know what I mean? What do you think about that? I, I want that. I want yeah. that very strongly. I think it's 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 a, a staple in an Xbox show when you see Phil Spencer. It was a staple for so long when you see Reggie and with yeah. Sean Layden and such. But then you put into context, a year ago at this time, we had seen all three figureheads from all three platforms on the stage together. We were all excited. Two of those three figureheads are now gone. Yeah. And so it doesn't make very good business sense to have your executives up there, but personalities are good. I think somebody wrote in with a suggestion for a personality to have on there. Kevin Butler. Remember the old VP? I love that. I loved it. Like that idea is there. So having somebody that you can identify with the same voice, uh, Mm -hmm. not that it was a very Forza Horizon voice. All right, go here. And now we're there and we're happy. So I like the idea of a personality. Turn left at the roundabout. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Turn left to cross play. But, like, but I'm supposed to go right. <laughs> Turn <laughs> left. <laughs> the computer well, knows. Flashbacks of the office. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> but but the truth is, I love the idea. I don't know how much business sense it makes to have yeah. a real person anymore. Uh, but I want that. I do still want that. But yeah. having something. And but like the thing is, is like, how does Nintendo get away with it with something like the indie world that just happened today? Right. I think that like like right here, Todd Oxford goes, I love the content, but the presentation feels a lot to be desired. Can we go back to bringing, yeah, Kevin Butler or maybe the PS blog crew as hosts and presenters? I think that's a start. I think what this really needs to do is make itself make a line in the sand of what this is different from a Nintendo Direct, because right now we got a lot of Nintendo Direct feels. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's what, if, and so and if you have it's a person, funny when I mess it up. If you have a person, you're going to have Microsoft feels. And a lot of people complain about the way Microsoft uses live shows to do yeah. things. So I mean, I'm one of them. Sure. <laughs> and, and I would argue they've failed more than they've succeeded in that realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's always odd to me that in Nintendo directs, you don't have Luigi or Mario or Kirby uh, hosting yeah. the Nintendo direct. Why not have a PlayStation character host Nintendo direct or, or something like that? Like, that that would be a neat way to do it. It's, yeah, it's an idea. <laughs> That's what I got. <laughs> uh, for me, so so for me, I think I liked it. I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. I think there's still work it needs to be had to making this a success. Um, and then I asked everybody out there, 
What did you feel about it? We put out a poll. 16% loved it. 16% thought it was good. 25% thought it was bad. And um, 12% voted for Peter Budajek. That's weird. No, 12% hated it. <laughs> so it's 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 not a full majority, but it is, it is overall people enjoyed it more than they they didn't. And so I think that's that's something. But again, it's not a scientific post. I wonder it's, if you ran it is what it is. If you ran a similar poll or asked that question a week later, would they have the yeah. same vibes? Because hindsight, as we've often said, does bring about different clarity. Yeah, that is true. And again, like during it, I wasn't digging the presentation. I was just a grumpy old man. But yeah, like really thinking about it, looking at this list, I'm like, that's fine. It's really good. It's just missing something, something, something intangible. Yeah. So with that, let's talk about the MBA and Sony. The NBA? Extend of, sorry, MLB. Jesus sports Christ. Ball. <laughs> sports ball. Sports ball. Sports ball, everybody. MLB, MLBPA, and Sony extend the video game partnership. This is from the MLB. Uh, the MLB and the MLBPA and Sony Interactive and Sony Interactive uh, San Diego Studio jointly announced today that they have entered into a multi-year extension to continued development and distribution of MLB The Show, the award-winning officially licensed game. In addition to this historic expansion, the long-standing partnerships will bring the MLB The Show for the first time to additional console platforms beyond the PlayStation platforms as early as 2021. Holy crap. Big the news. internet heard this news, mm-hmm. and for the first time in years, people pretend, pretended to care about baseball. And it absolutely, it was like, oh my goodness, baseball is the best. Yeah. Well, what's funny is we saw this, and yeah. in this press release, in this news, it does not specifically mention any other consoles, but the idea that it would bring, a, bring it to additional platforms in mm-hmm. 2021, Joe, and we were talking in chat, I'm sorry, you and I were, were DMing one another about mm-hmm. it, and then almost simultaneously, something else started happening in the Twitterverse. Yeah. And that was the coolest thing. And uh, Nintendo, Xbox, Phil Spencer yeah. started tweeting out about this news. It's huge. It's huge. It is. It's awesome. It is. It, it is awesome because for me, I remember uh, the last time I cared about a baseball game was like two K fourteen, and I think that was like the last one. And yeah, ever since it always struck me as a surprise because I'm not a sports ball kid Mm -hmm. to go, oh, it's Sony exclusive. Well, that doesn't make sense because Madden's everywhere. FIFA's everywhere. I mean, from what I hear, the show is just a superb title. Mm -hmm. Kyle loves it, plats it every year. Mm -hmm. But like for me, it it makes sense because they have a brand that people genuinely like. Mm a fan base that genuinely likes this IP. Mm-hmm. And so it makes sense for them to make this deal. It also makes sense for them to say, yeah, but if you're going to keep it, it needs to be on more platforms than just PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people were th- like taking this as a loss for PlayStation somehow. Absolutely not. It's certainly a, a, a boom, but this comes to the, the fans versus fanboys that, that fanboyism right. that, that, that can tackle us. Uh, at sometimes, but I it makes perfect sense that this is the first title to really do this for Sony because, yeah. as you said, MLB the show is 
uh, one of, if not the best sports ball games available on any platform, according to my sources, which I not because I haven't played <laughs> <a> baseball game. <laughs> baseball, what's that, dude? But hope in a stick. On a business sense, if you're the MLB and you want to have your product out there hitting more people, well, why not access the 50 million Xboxes? Why not access the, what, 30 million, perhaps more now, Switches out there? I don't remember what the number is off the top of my head. But why not reach more platforms? And by 2021, that's when xCloud should be well into its own. Stadia, if it's still running, should be well into its own. You'd have to imagine they'll make a different version for Switch, but the idea that they'll be able to access Mm -hmm. more platforms, bring their product, show off their talent. Sony San Diego is incredible. San Diego Studios is incredible. Not only that, but like, just think of it as like, as a competitor point. Theoretically, you're gonna be getting those those dev kits. Mm -hmm. You're gonna understand what your your enemy can do. What's under their hood? Mm -hmm. You know, that's the thing that's interesting me out of everything, but. Yeah, for me, it's just like, yeah, more people get to play it. Um, Is this a loss for the PlayStation ecosystem? Like, the brand of PlayStation? Maybe to some, but I think the money that Sony's going to get from this deal outweighs it being an exclusive. Because when we think of exclusive, let's all be real with each other. We're thinking Spider-Man, God of War, we're thinking Last of Us, Uncharted. We're not thinking MLB The Show. Correct. Absolutely. It's like Minecraft on PlayStation. Simple as exactly. that. It's one of those catch-all titles that's for a mass audience. It doesn't make sense to be exclusive. Uh, and mm-hmm. for anyone that any PlayStation fan that is lamenting their product ending up or their exclusive being lost, I would remind you, I just talked at the beginning of the show, Halo Reach is now accessing a million-plus people on Steam. It's a 10-year-old game, and it's run in Xbox Game Studios at the beginning. The splash screen that's hitting Switch when you see Ori pop up, on there microsoft studios exactly those that makes a difference and so now and that's a go ahead yeah and now now you're getting when you start up you're the next xbox the xbox eight mm-hmm. you're going to see mlb the show mm-hmm. and before it you're going to see sony interactive entertainment that's going to blow some people's minds mm-hmm. you know and it is it's just like minecraft in the way that minecraft has i mean we're about to t- about to get into it. It has hundreds of millions of players mm-hmm. and over a hundred million players uh, uh, monthly playing that game. And and so why make why make no money when you can make some money? You know why why make some money when you can make more money? <laughs> and, and so speaking of Minecraft, let's talk about it. We talked about it a little bit in the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Minecraft is finally getting PlayStation Four crossplay support. This comes from Tom Warner. Uh, from the Warner, Verge, Warren. Minecraft. Oh, Warren, sorry, oh boy, dyslexia hit me hard there. Minecraft on PS4 is finally getting the uh, uh, updated to the Unified Bedrock Edition on December 10th. The new update will enable crossplay between Xbox One, Windows 10 PCs, Nintendo Switch, iOS, Android, Gear VR, and now finally the PlayStation 4. Minecraft players on PlayStation 4 will also get access to all their purchases and progress. And the update will be available free of charge. This comes from uh, a quote from the article saying, one of Minecraft's core missions is to connect players across devices and provide the best experience regardless of platforms, says uh, Minecraft studio head Helen King in a statement to The Verge. We continue to fulfill that mission and 
here today by welcoming PS4 players to the Minecraft on Bedrock and growing our crossplay play uh, multiplayer community. Minecraft is a significant addition to crossplay games given that there are over 480 million players with 112 million active players. Goodness gracious. Dude, when you heard that number, did you believe it? No. Well, no. The idea that there are 112 million monthly active users, and that's something you and I talk about often tangentially, it's now about engagement. As much as PlayStation mm-hmm. has won this generation handily in terms of unit sales, engagement does matter, particularly as we, we enter into services. For any service of any kind to have 112 million monthly active users is insanity, Ouch. and it really brings to mind, like, oh, that's why xCloud Stadia are pushing the direction they're going. Yeah. And for me, it's, you know, we, God, dude, I, I thought some PlayStation fanboys were going to throw themselves off a roof when they heard the MLB news. It's just like, well, PlayStation is over. This is it. This is the final concession. When you take a look at that number, you know, we don't think of Minecraft. It's not in our wheelhouse. It's just like a game that exists somewhere in the ethos. 112 million players. That's a huge number. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going out of business anytime soon with those numbers. Certainly not. Right? Certainly when not. you allow yourself to be opened up into a larger ecosystem, there is no way you're going out of business tomorrow. Mm-mm. You know? And so what's interesting, this is huge. Uh, not yeah. just huge. It's fascinating and, and exciting because PS4 users are getting this free of charge, as it should be, yeah. just to be very clear. But there's no, yeah. there's no silly business happening with, with different branding here. Access to all their purchases and progress. That's exciting. Uh, you have to imagine now, just kind of like in Rocket League, where you have the Mario car and you can see it when you play on Xbox. Will, will, will you see the Mario characters pop up in the PS4 version? That's fun. Yeah. That's better yeah. for players. Now I can celebrate with my friends. That's that's cool. That's that's exciting. No, no doubt there there is or will be a God of War and boy in there, is like Minecraft skins. Mm-hmm. And they're like, going to be hanging dope. out with Mario and Luigi and Master Chief. <laughs> And Master Chief. And a Forza right? like, car. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, for me, yeah, this is this is awesome, and it is literally the last domino to drop. Mm-hmm. Crossplay's here, guys. It's here. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to get through the growing pains. Like, in Call of Duty, we sound like shit through the mics. Mm-hmm. It's not good, but it'll get there. Mm-hmm. It'll get better. And now with this, it's just another testament. It's that domino falling. Now it is about what we've, what we've set off in our podcast to make is... Uh, uh, podcasts and communities that celebrate the communities and celebrate gaming. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about. So, awesome. awesome. And go watch their trailer <laughs> or their commercial if you haven't. It goes yeah. blue to green to red yeah. to green to blue. It's very fun. You see a Nintendo Switch. You see the Xbox. Mm-hmm. You see the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I It blew my mind. Yeah. This wouldn't... I've, I, if you asked me a year ago, I would say you're out of your mind. Yeah. You know? And now it's here. Now it's... Oh, it exists. Absolutely. This is nuts. Video games are awesome, dude. It's the best. Let's get into the second to last story. This one's a good one. Final Fantasy VII Remake is a PlayStation exclusive until March 2021, according to the box art. This comes from Robert Ramsey from Push Square. Final Fantasy VII Remake has never been locked down as a full PlayStation exclusive. And the official wording from both Sony and Square Enix has been, it's coming first 
to PlayStation, so it's always been assumed that it'll uh, make its way to other platforms eventually. In other words, it's a timed exclusive. Based on the PlayStation 4 box art that the publisher Square Enix has added to the press site, Final Fantasy VII Remake will be a PlayStation exclusive until the 3rd of March 2021. That is exactly one year after the PlayStation 4 release. So, Luke... Just get you just get you going. <laughs> it it does. It truly does. Yeah. Actually, it gets me excited, but not for the not for the I'm not interested to play Final Fantasy VII more than I I mean like I'm going to play it at some point in my life because it is yeah. such a much touted game. And, and there's a lot of power in the name Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. But a couple things come to mind here. With it being uh taking place in in 2021 that that exclusivity window ends. Uh, does that mean you'll see DLC popping up? Does it mean you'll be launching onto PlayStation 5 and Xbox 225.3? Like, does that mean there's a new version coming out for the up-res systems? Will it scale? What is, you know, Stadia involved there? I think What's those, the window? I, I, I think that window is... I think those answers you'll get when we get the systems in our hands, mm-hmm. right? When we get the next gen. When I take a look at this, I think... Listen, if DLC is also a year, yikes. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't think there's going to be DLC to this game. Uh, they very much have, you know, I, I think they're thinking of this game as a trilogy. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking the next Final Fantasy game might have a year as well of exclusivity or mm-hmm. three months or a month like we saw with uh, with Kingdom Hearts. So for me, it's it's a cool gap because, yeah, PlayStation, when you think Final Fantasy VII, you're thinking of it. Sure. Uh, you're thinking of the brand. That's what put PlayStation on the map. So it does make sense. Also, if I could be honest with you, I think this is a, a Kingdom Hearts and, and even Resident Evil scenario where if this came out multi-platform, you would see a heavily skewed to the PlayStation side. Yeah. Because so many people, like my one friend who's a diehard Xbox guy, mm-hmm. bought a PlayStation for Kingdom Hearts 3. Huh. He's just like, that's where I played it. Mm-hmm. That's where it matters to me. I need to see the sacred symbols when I'm playing this game. So like yeah. for me, I would have I would have seen this as like a eighty twenty split, like something extreme. So I don't think it's a big loss, but I think and I want to know what you think here. The combination of MLB the show, right? Losing exclusivity. Mm-hmm. Uh of Kingdom Hearts. Or sorry, um of Final Fantasy, of you know, the state of play, um what am I getting at here? Resident Evil stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like all this stuff losing exclusivity. Do you see it as Sony losing its grip on the Japanese audience, or do you see it as just growth within the industry? Like, I want to know what your your, your thoughts are. And the truth is, it's both both answers, but it's not as yeah. doom and gloom as it when you say losing its audience, because yeah. you know this idea that the eighty twenty split to Xbox and PlayStation. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think that's also why. It, Microsoft has been on the plane to Japan so much to get Kingdom Hearts onto the Game Pass, to get Final Fantasy on Game Pass. They don't want to see that that legacy split continue into the next gen. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to bring more people into the, that world. But as far as it being a loss to PlayStation, in a sense, absolutely, yes. Uh, but it's yeah. still reaching more gamers. Why make no money when you can make some money? Why make some money when you can make more money? That does come up yeah. again and again. And the uh, real talk, like, that's not hurting anybody. I don't think it's. I really don't think it's hurting anybody now. Now, if PS3 launches, PS4 uh, launches, Xbox 360, Xbox One, yes, then it made it made a difference. Now, I don't think it's the same conversation any longer. Yeah, 
I don't even think it's the same market, Mm-mm. you know? Yeah. Uh, so with that, let's get into the last story. Do you mind reading that for me? I'd be more than uh, happy to. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Half-Life Alex on PSVR, question mark. Here's what Valve has to say. Is Half-Life Alex coming to PSVR? Not according to the debut trailer, but it's still something that's worth asking. In fact, we asked Valve this very question shortly after the game's announcement, and we just heard back. The answer is unsurprisingly vague, but it isn't a definitive no. Designer Greg Coomer reconfirms that the initial release of Half-Life Alex will be available for Steam VR only. Uh, it, def- it definitely sounds like Valve is aware of the desire to see the game come to PSVR. However, quote, we believe Sony's VR platform to be a huge success for the medium, and we assume that lots of Sony customers would love to experience this new chapter of Half-Life, end quote. Coomer goes on to confirm that the PlayStation VR port is not in active development because we're not very focused on the initial release. Uh, we're not because we're very focused on the initial release. Pardon me. Uh, having said that, he concludes that Valve has not ruled anything out. It's it's cool that they've talked so openly about this game mm-hmm. and about PlayStation VR and you know acknowledging its not just existence but how it's performed. Sure. Um, for me, I don't see this coming to PSVR anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But I would like to see again. VR is still so small. Everybody really needs to get together on this thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think having exclusives, at least full-blooded exclusives, not like, you know, a timed exclusives, sure. um, are going to help this thing grow. We need as many games testing the boundaries of VR as as possible. So for me, I like what Valve's saying here, but I do want to stress to everybody, all the PSVR owners, don't get your hopes up. <laughs> Well, I don't think PSVR so, yeah. is powerful enough, and that's because yeah. it's so financially accessible. They designed a system using PS3-era controllers and PS4-ish era technology so that it was affordable. Same thing Nintendo yeah. did with the Wii and the Switch and so on. I mean, you're seeing it with the PlayStation 4. Like, PlayStation 4 was was not meant mm-hmm. to be this VR machine, mm-hmm. you know? they they they. When you take a look at the PSVR, and you take a look at just how bare-bones it is, but just the, the the items it's using to work, like you're using. I remember back 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 way back when, like you're using the the cheap PlayStation Four camera, right? You're using the Move sticks, mm-hmm. the Move wands. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it, it was it was a a amalgamation of all these failures that mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that that Sony tried to make into this one low risk but possibly high-reward system. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like, I don't think modern system could run it. Not because I don't think the PlayStation 4 is capable. I don't think the controllers are capable, Mm -hmm. right? Right. I don't think the camera is capable. So we'll have to see if there's a PSVR 2, but if that's the case, I would like to see more... Again, no exclusives. I want to see all the games being able to play on whatever headset. Mm -hmm. Just VR needs to succeed. I, I love it so much. And so with that... Whew, that's that's a doozy of an episode. There is no drop because it's not Wednesday when they usually do the drop. And uh, yeah, and no questions because literally this was off the cuff. This was right as a state of play drop. So thank you so much, Luke. And um, yeah, let's before we go, where can people find you? Hey, if you uh, enjoyed my content here, you can find me over on the Xbox Expansion Pass podcast, available on all your podcast services. I would love it if you guys came over, said hello, checked it out, and see and to check and see if it was for you. Uh, and then you can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash insipidghost. you got to type it in, twitter.com slash insipidghost. 
There you go. And you can find him Mixer.com slash ghost. I don't know if you said that or not. But yeah, and uh, you can find us here at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, wherever there's an RSS feed. Please, please, please. We're almost at the new year. We're trying to get up to 50 reviews on iTunes. I believe we're at 48. We just need two more. If they could be five stars, because that really, really helps us out. I mean, if you don't even plan on, like, you're like, oh, four stars, I want to be realistic, don't. Lie to me. Give me five. It really does help the show. And you don't know the confidence it gives us, the happiness it gives us when we see a five-star review. So if you could, drop you know, drop it down in there. It really does help us out. And, yeah, you can find us on YouTube.com, uh, Bad Bit Games, each and every, usually Thursday. But that has been our coverage of the state of play and all the news this week. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation.